The following programme contains swearing right from the fucking start. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to We Don't Do Stuff. I'm Sunny Dapp. And I'm Jazz and this is our podcast about stuff we don't do, but we will, eventually. So Jazz, what have we missed in Birmingham this week? So I've got two things that look pretty good. Cool. Um, they're kind of in keeping with things that we've done before. So there's a wedding cake course, because you know last week we went to a wedding. Okay. So we missed a wedding cake course and checked this year. Do you know what? There was, who runs the course? Who runs the course? There's a company called Shitty's Cakes. Seriously? <laughs> it's called, well, it's Chitty. Chitty's Cakes. Oh. But you could mispronounce it like that. You know, I think I had one of the cakes, you know. But you know what, though, yeah? Yes. If your name was Chitty. Yeah, you change it. Would you not change it? Because you're going to think yeah. that someone's going to mispronounce it as shitty's cakes exactly. Ap- apologies for swearing on the podcast oh yeah. are we or no we're not we're saying the name of this cake company that yeah. we've clearly shitty's cakes you mean shitty's cakes okay <laughs> but anyway so we missed it was basically a two-day course so you learn to make a wedding cake yeah in two days in digbeth and you can learn to um, bake the cake decorate it and um, it's a three-tier wedding cake no and way you can add your unique style to imagine how much money you'd save you, well, I don't know how much the course was. Well, that's true, isn't it? What yeah. But I went none about. Then again, you'd only want to. Why would you want to know a course on how to do a wedding cake if you're only going to get married once? once? Unless you're planning to get married more than once. But can you imagine if you said to a date? Because you know, like everyone say that oh, I shouldn't, should always do like weird and wonderful dates because they're more exciting. Imagine if you said to a potential date, Let's oh, go do you do want to go to <laughs> Chitty's Cakes? She might be up for it. They got. Or a wedding, they might be up for it. Yeah. They got a wedding day. Actually, a wedding cake course. Yeah, she's gonna be like, think that you're onto something. Well, she might expect like a proposal there and then. We don't know, or they might expect a proposal there and then. What are you doing? I don't understand. Well, I'm. Well, I'm obviously because still spoke from male perspective. Yeah, we kept saying she might be up for it, but then obviously, you know, someone might be dating a guy, a girl might be dating a guy, and he might be up for it. So I'm okay. trying to cover all bases on that sense. But oh. anyway. I was totally confused with your yeah. terminology. Yeah. But anyway, the second thing that we missed. Yeah. Did you have anything to say more about Chitty's Cakes in Digbeth that we missed? I've, I've, I think I remember tasting them. I think they're wicked. And um, definitely check her out. Where did we taste them? Was it at? I tasted them ages ago, but I remember the name now. And I remember okay. being in Digbeth. And, uh... Cool. The other thing we missed was the Harvest Festival weekend. What's that? So it's basically in a farm called Umberslade Family Park, where you could have done farmyard activity, falconry, Drama, craft, storytelling, and more. No way, man. I bet that's probably it, innit? Do you think there's anything and more? Nah. Generally, and more is like it's something you could do somewhere else, innit? Yeah. And everyone always adds and more, innit? Just in case they get something more interesting. But do you remember, like, in primary school when they <gasps> used to do the. For the animals used to come down for a day? Oh, well, not that, but carry on. That used to be amazing, but what was you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say when they used to do like a harvest festival. What is, oh, when you bring in yeah. canned food. We get to bring in a can of something. <laughs> yeah. And they used to say, don't bring beans. Are but we when everyone <laughs> used to take beans. <laughs> everyone used to take beans or like shit. That, sorry, I'm sorry again. Stuff or chit. Chit that don't sell. Yeah. So everyone used to take like either like tinned um, okra. Yeah. Or some random things. Or like or big, the big soup. Remember the big yeah, soup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I had a I had one of these tin soups a while ago, and I could actually taste the salt. Yeah, they're very salty. Aren't yeah, they? but you know, going back to the harvest festival, 
Our, our podcast always gets political, don't you think? Okay, what was going to say about your harvest? So basically, like, the Harvest Festival was in school. Yeah. Nothing to do with what we missed. Yeah. Yeah. So in school, there used to be that you bring the food in so they can give it to people who can't afford it and give it to elderly people as well. Yeah, yeah. And they used to give them, like, they used to make a hamper and give oh, it to, that, like, yeah. the elderly people. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, now, these days, that's become, like, on a, a bigger like, scale. People want food banks. Food banks and, and stuff, it's, isn't it? it's crazy. Like, yeah. you know, you go shopping in Tesco and there's a thing there. You can leave food in for the food bank. Yeah. And, um... I mean, like, going back... Like, this was, like, we're talking, like, when we were in primary school, like, 20 odd years ago. Yeah. And things and were, even then. Yeah. But it's it's crazy the way the whole situation's gone. I think mm. we're also, like... Also looking at, like, obviously the school that we went to, primary school we went to, you know, it, it kind of felt like some of those kids could have done with keeping the food for themselves, themselves and having exactly, it at lunchtime. Yeah. Because it was kind of getting to that, kind of getting to that level. But like, do you, do you think they actually used to give any of the hampers to like any of the people I think in they the did. schools? I think oh, they probably did. To to the it. schools, like you know the kids who were in the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they ever gave it to the families in the school? I got a feeling they might have. Had. Probably but obviously, we were never going to find out about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because then those kids would have got bullied. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They would have got proper bullied, man. But it, yeah. I think it's crazy, though, and it's it's. Obviously, it's good that people are giving and doing charity work, but then it also speaks to what the hell's happening in our government climate when, you know, you know, people are like, MPs are getting paid like 70k. Yeah. And like, people, NHS nurses working frontline are getting paid 21 or firefighters are getting less. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Always political. But anyway, anytime anybody mentions Harvest Festival, That's that always, always comes about. into my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the thing that you were talking about, yes, where they bring the animals into the school, that used to be wicked. That used to be good, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So like, you, this way you could have checked out this uh, this balcony farm. Because I think you know, yeah. I think I remember seeing this on Facebook, and I, I was looking at it, thinking, all right, and then, yeah, falconry were pretty cool though. Yeah. Remember once when we were walking, no, like, we basically. I knew you was gonna bring this up, but we, I'm pretty sure we brought this up in a podcast last time. So some like we basically, it's like four o'clock in the morning. We're going to an sale and some dude is walking down the Birmingham, road. walking down the road in Birmingham. You know. With a falcon, yeah, like it's nothing, and you know I've seen some, yeah. I've seen the same geezer. I think it might have been the same dude walking down once, and I was there like, you know, I don't. Should I say something? I thought, nah, I'll just let you just like pass like it's obscene every day. Yeah, <laughs> and then I kind of wish I did around said to him, mate. I don't know how you'd say this, but mate, can I can I have a go on that? Like, can I <laughs> can I test your falcon? <laughs> yeah, and he kind of just like, but uh, it's wicked, man. Oh, but yeah, festival. that was um, uh, that's pretty much what we missed. I think things are kind of like winding down because it's coming towards um, uh, autumn, isn't it? Yeah, I think in a month's yeah. time it's going to be the um, end of British summertime. Yeah, so there's a lot less, like from what I can tell, there's a lot less things going on outdoors. Yeah, it's all going to be And indoors, there's a lot more things coming indoors. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of theatre, a lot of concerts. Yeah, concerts, concerts and all that stuff, yeah. Me and work more does like conferences. There's a lot yeah. of conferences going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I meant was there's a lot of concerts. But anyway, we're going to try to catch a few, kind of. We're going to try and catch a few things. To be honest with you, I've got a busy four weeks ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I probably won't Fair enough, yeah. catch a lot of stuff. But what have you been up to? No. I've been, what? what uh, we almost what? went to what have you been up to. Oh. But we're in our new section, aren't we? Well, a new section, which is social media, what's trending. For the what's got a Z. Yeah. Okay. And so does a Z. So does a social. Oh, social media. What's trending? <laughs> we need to get... Okay, go. Okay, so there's about three things that I thought looked quite interesting. Okay. Two of them you might know about, and one of them I'll talk about. Okay. So you was telling me about the 
Eminem's song. Yeah. Where he was on about the two, the Eminem two-pack beef with P. Diddy. So basically, so it's um, Eminem, it's a, a diss track retaliation to this uh, rapper, another hip-hop artist rapper called Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. So yeah. No, you explain. Oh, it. I'm gonna explain it. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. You gotta so start from the beginning. I gotta start like, from the beginning. Is... Okay, so let's let's take it back to. Um, so you have obviously got Eminem. Everyone knows who he is. Um, self-proclaimed rap god, but massive hip hop artist. And he recently released. Recently released a, an, a surprise album. So he had no promotion on it. Uh, an album called Kamikaze, and this album Kamikaze is basically Eminem speaking out to all his critics from his last album, which came out in 2017 called Revival. Now which revival last week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which revival as an album that came out in 2017 was something completely different. So obviously Eminem decided he's going to try something different. This album revival wasn't well received. Eminem waits an entire year. Critics are there pounding the album, pounding Eminem, and then Eminem basically releases a a album called Kamikaze, which is full on diss tracks dissing out people calling out people by the name cussing people you know filled with literal venom yeah and also features a song for the movie venom, venom. and it's very apt and appropriate so eminem's you know hasn't really called in on that because he says when he does call people out and he does cuss mcs or leaves diss tracks he he increases their popularity for that time hmm. so this up and coming kid and I say up and coming kid he's had about three albums uh, about 28 years old called Machine Gun Kelly you know aspires to be like Eminem in fact hmm. you know tweets about it he looks up to Eminem so he finally gets dissed in the Kamikaze album and then Machine Gun Kelly goes back and releases an album called Rap Devil which is obviously a parody of Rap God and Machine Gun Kelly now makes a mistake first of all he releases a diss track for Eminem but then he also mentions Eminem's daughter Haley. Now anyone that's ever mentioned his daughter in a diss track, even mentions his wife Kim or his ex-wife and his daughter Haley, they their careers as a hip hop artist, they just they get they get murdered. Hmm. Not in a literal sense, obviously in a career sense. And that happened with Ja Rule. So yeah. Ja Rule in the end of one of his diss tracks, you know, mentions he says something like, If um your daughter you know, your your wife Kim's a slut then what do you think Haley's gonna go up to be and after that like Jarwell's non-existent but mm. like before they had beef going on yeah and he was still existent but as soon as he mentioned that he's like where, where is he gone where's Jarwell gone it's like disappeared off the face mm. of the earth man like literally yeah. so so Eminem now finally releases a diss track called um, Kill Shot to Machine Gun Kelly in retaliation to his rap devil and this is a very first for Eminem because normally he'd only release diss tracks or you know just through full on albums so he'd, yeah. he'd be part of his album and he would never do it like one off like most mm. of the other hip hop artists they're releasing diss tracks one off here and doing something there but this is what it's been it's been it's it's you know beef in hip hop and people it's always been a friendly not a friendly thing but it's always been a um thing that makes the the game interesting because yeah. the part of it and it's obviously it's very boastful yeah and it's how people can cuss each other lyrically yeah 
but then something happened in. I think the, it's like in Luke Cage where they were saying that there's when when you're being a gangster, there's rules to it. Yeah, and you don't you stick by those rules. Yeah. So yeah. what another thing what Eminem's done now is so the Giza Core Machine Gun Kelly is signed to P Diddy Puff Daddy's record label. Yeah. And obviously P Diddy had to give the okay for Machine Gun Kelly to release the diss track to Eminem. Hmm. So obviously he's gone complicit in that. Yeah. In dissing Eminem basically yeah. So if he, if he gave the thumbs up and said Yeah you know you're okay to release it So in um, Eminem's hit uh, Kill song or kill Kill, kill shot yeah. uh, diss track You know he calls out Puff P Diddy and says that You know you Are trying to put you're trying to take me out Like how you did with a pock hit Referring yeah. to um, Tupac Tupac and how Obviously, Biggie Smalls got shot first. There was rivalry between Tupac and Biggie Small, East and West Coast. And then they're saying that apparently P. Diddy knew about um, who who killed Biggie Smalls and also got the hit put on Tupac Shakur. And apparently, this isn't news. Like This has been going in the industry for uh, ages, but no one's ever mentioned it. So no one ever sti- stitches, stitches yeah. or snitches yeah. on this whole thing. But he did And now everyone's Kind of pissed off About that as well That why Has Eminem Put it When you obviously Put it out You record it you, you, it's There's evidence Yeah You know what I mean Like you don't do that Nobody So basically that. Are people saying that It's not an allegation That it's true Well yes Well some some people Some people are saying That it's always been like An industry kept thing Yeah But then saying A lot of, like, a lot of things In hip hop people Just keep But quiet. are the people Who are saying that It's actually in the industry a part of the industry or are they just people oh, people are part of the industry as well like some yeah. people say that you know they hear rumours it's, but it's kind of this thing and even like for example in the acting world yeah. people know how people are yeah. you know like the Harvey Weinstein situation people knew what a monster he was yeah. people kept it quiet there's so many things hmm. like obviously when we watch the Predator film there's something else we can talk about there yeah. people keep things quiet Yeah. Um, and even with this you know there's People are keeping quiet. Yeah, but with them we don't know. I mean, you know, I don't. But for our podcast, we have to say they're all allegations, in it. Yes, yeah, of course. So like, yeah. there's nothing in concrete. Yeah. So you know, it's only stuff that's what's trending with a Z. Social media, social media. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we don't know if it's true, but but it's a good track, though. I think. Um, I think yeah. even like the, I think it's it's good. It's it's good. But this is what I'm saying, like you know, like so Eminem is saying that he doesn't like calling the people out and dissing them because then they become popular. Because I hadn't even heard of Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even know who he was. You would have thought he's Eminem's son. Like, yeah. Literally, the way he and, acts and, well, and looks and looks and acts and the way he looks up to him and yeah. even in the Eminem's diss track, he's there he's calling him son. Yeah. So he's sonning him, saying that you know, like you know, I'm I'm your dad and like yeah. it's <laughs> it's so funny, like yeah. And he's cussing him and he's just saying to yeah. him that you know I had to build your career before I could. Um, destroy yeah. it Literally. but then like uh, hopefully Eminem doesn't listen to our podcast but yeah like we were saying that like the first time that Eminem's daughter was mentioned in any songs was when they came out back in the day yeah and like now like nearly what 10 it's just weird saying it's weird like how you, you don't realise that the he's talking about somebody and like you see her for the yeah, first time see her for that, that, that's that she's grown up like she's a a real, real person like a you, adult isn't you know yeah and you're yeah. just so that, that kind of says more about us about how like it feels like times are flown yeah, by, yeah. but flown by, this is a crazy thing. Like, obviously, you know, Eminem's got to a point in his career where he's just like king, hmm. one of the one of the greatest and all that. 
but then people are saying that it's good that this controversy or this beef's turned up because it's re- it's reignited a fire in him. Yeah. But I think it, it needs to be like because I couldn't see anyone else stupid enough to go after Eminem because then all this going to get battered. Yeah. But the fact that this kid's done it and it's I think it's just made it a bit more interesting. I mean, we're talking about it here. Yeah, yeah. So it's made it interesting. What else but anyway, that's what's trending yeah. on social media. Yeah. And the other thing which is a bit more light-hearted than uh, hip-hop beef. So, so basically, if you've been looking, if you've got social media and um, either on Facebook or um, Twitter, the people have been doing this magic trick where basically the magic trick is that you convince the person that they're invisible. Yeah. So I don't know what that, there's no hashtag for it, but there's just like videos going around. So I think I've seen about three, four different versions of it. Oh, okay. And then we were watching that Netflix show. Uh, magic for Humans. Yeah. Magic for Humans. And the guy did it on there. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that people have watched magic that Netflix humans, show. Yeah. And they have started to do the... So it's... The, because they're doing it in the exact same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the some of the videos are hilarious. They're so funny, and some sometimes they're doing it to kids or like oh. their older um, uh, grandparents or whatever. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah, but they're like but so the most funny. vulnerable <laughs> groups out there, and yeah. kids and old people. Yeah, but it must be funny. But though. then, like people are saying that, like, um, <laughs> you're traumatizing the kids. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure kids have gone through a lot of. Not like traumatic things Because it's like the kind of stuff Like kids do don't they Like they play games and stuff Yeah where... and they're like Oh I'm going to pretend I'm invisible And yeah. something like Okay I'll tell you that I definitely recommend Watching that show Magic for Humans Because it's the first episode You watch it And it just makes you laugh man With the little kids Like Yeah Well come on to it Yeah cool Yeah What else So the other thing So obviously Great British Bake Off Been going on Which I don't even watch man I don't even know about Yeah it. So I haven't been watching the trends But it kind of fits into What's trending on social media Yeah so basically, the Great British Bake Off's been going on. And uh, when I went to work, somebody said to me, oh, have you been watching Great British Bake Off? I was like, no, haven't been watching it. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Then someone else asked me again. And I thought, okay, this is weird. Like, people keep asking me. And then one of the... One of my colleagues said that there's this guy on there on British Bake Off that looks like you. So I thought, oh, okay. It must <laughs> be just some random... Brown guy. Brown person yeah, on, yeah. or Indian on... Uh, British Bake Off but yeah. then my manager said to me because that there's somebody on Great British Bake Off <laughs> who is the spitting image of you looks no exactly way. like you Yeah. so I thought I need to check this dude out yeah. so anyway I did check it out and it was this guy called um, Anthony what's his last name man Anthony Armador yeah and he's a South style Bollywood baker um, who grew up in India and is now a banker. But anyway, so I had to look at his pictures. Oh and even God. I was convinced. <laughs> so I'm just showing some you're of looking, the pictures. Look, you thought you are looking in the mirror. Even Holy I shit. thought, okay, the guy does have very similar features to me. <laughs> and does. not just generic Asian features, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but literally features no that way. I've got. But what I liked about his quote was, is the kind of quote that I would have said. Oh my God, so he sounds TV. like yeah. you? Okay, what did he say? So he said, um, um, like, what's the most amazing thing or surprising thing about being on the show? And yeah. his reply was, um, all my friends back home in India will be really surprised. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing I would say. <laughs> this it, is crazy. Yeah. It's mental. In an accent, I'll be like, all my friends will be surprised. You're racist. Yeah. Your accent. But that's wicked. Like but anyway, so that was interesting. I might tweet some pictures. <laughs> do a little game. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it Anthony jazz? or Jazz? Is it Anthony or Jazz? That is yeah. that is 
that is scary man do you like, do people say that they feel that like somewhere around the world you're gonna find someone who, who looks like you like a twin yeah like a doppelganger yeah like there's only so many like combinations oh yeah. my god he is not it so the dude does just show and send you a picture so do, but do you think that's that, do you think that's real like how you can get these celebrity lookalikes people that look like each other people that you know I think so I think it's pretty true there has to be some stats around it somewhere. Well, you would have thought in this age of Facebook that people would have been like, look, this is me, find someone who looks like me. But yeah. you can imagine that being used as <laughs> people like, this is me, find someone that looks like me and someone uploading literally a picture of like a donkey or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I think that would be amazing like, if, if we if we created mm-hmm. like the first um, human lookalike project where you got to find someone, you got to find their lookalike. I think there'll be loads. I think people probably already do it. I think like, because basically I was in an audition once and there was these two girls and like they literally looked like sisters mm. obviously there was two separate people two um and i said to i said to the team i said look i said look remember that girl that done this audition like remember her face i said in the next round there's someone who's gonna turn up and look exactly like her yeah and then the scene they're like oh my god like the last that's eerie like literally they would have just it kind of felt like you would have said to the person Look, if you wanted to come again, you didn't have to change your name. Yeah. You could have just came in, but like, that's I mean, it's scary. And these people never met. Yeah. But actually, no, they did meet. And I was like, you two look the same. <laughs> and then I said, don't worry, I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm not being racist. <laughs> <laughs> but you do look the same. You yeah. do look the same. But you know what I'm saying? Talking about that, yeah. Like, you know, in my trust, in my, um, uh, where you work, where I work, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, for ages, I didn't realize that there was two, of our colleagues um, um, that they were twins and I used to speak to them and <laughs> I didn't and you speak to one person and sometimes she used to chat to me and like you know they both spoke to me but they, no were, they used way, to be like so funny. different but I never realised that they were twins <laughs> and I used to email one of them and chat to the other one and like all this kind of stuff and then one day she was like I, I said to her I thought you was leaving and she goes no that was my sister and I was like really confused then you sure my, she's no then my manager said to me he goes, you do realise that she's got a twin? No, I know I, like, I the did same place. not know. Yeah. That is they so even confusing. dressed like slightly differently as well. But generally they were like... That kind of reminds me of, um, you remember that film, The Prestige? Yeah. Where like, oh no, spoiler alert. Okay, but anyway. It reminded me of the film Prestige. Yeah. But, but like, anyway, really that was film. like, uh, that was weird, man. That must have been so twins. weird, man. Yeah, Could you imagine was. that? Like, so you probably say to her, what did you do on the weekend? And then you find out on the weekend, so how's your weekend? Yeah. What the hell is on about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so funny. I don't think weird. I've ever met... I think... I've never met twins that look really identical. Yeah. I can always tell the difference. Like, I can tell which, what twin is what. Yeah. Okay. Where else gone? Anyway, that's everything that's been uh, trending as far as I could tell. To be honest with you, I turned my social media notifications off. I thought, I thought you've always done that. Yeah, no, but... I haven't been on social media, so my notifications are off. Yeah. And I haven't been on social media, oh, so I don't okay. actually know what's been trending. Oh, okay, cool. These are just a few things that just pop just there on it. So what have I been But up anyway, to? what have you been up to? I've um, nothing, so I was still ill. So I just literally just listened to my body. I cancelled everything. I cancelled everything as I saw that, you know, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. Okay, I did go to this one thing. I went to, um, it was the Monday, because, you know, obviously we come back from the wedding on the Sunday. So I thought, okay, I got to this, uh, my equity meeting on the Monday. But I was literally like, okay, I'm not going to chair the meeting. Can someone else chair the meeting? Because I'm literally just like, I'm not even like focused. I'm not even in the zone, man. I'm just like yeah. floating around. That was interesting. 
I done good though, man. Like this guy bought me these like donuts and all that. Yeah. And I was like, nope, I'm not having one. Stuck to my word. Never had one. That was good. That was interesting though. So once again, the guy was talking about um, basically just trying to make the the arts and the acting industry accessible for people from all different backgrounds, not just um, uh, race, but also di- uh, different class, castes, cl- uh, social classes as well. Mm. And that was really interesting. Also, people in different ages, and it's just trying to get a, an even playing field as well, not just in terms of. But the thing work. is, yeah, that yeah. I, I I agree with like all this stuff about making um arts accessible for yeah, yeah. different people, and you know, like certain things accessible for certain people. But don't you think that like you know, like the the size of the world that there is, yeah. the amount of countries there are, the amount of people that there are, that maybe not everybody's interested in everything. So when people try to make things accessible, I'm not talking just the arts, I'm yeah. talking about other things as well. Yeah. Like when people try to make things accessible for everybody, maybe certain people just don't like well, it's, doing certain things. Some people did say this as well, but yeah. it's, it comes down to a thing where like, you know, we, that decision needs to be made by the person. It still needs to be offered for people to try it. Yeah. So this is in terms of like the cutting loads of arts in like secondary school. Hmm. You know, for a lot of people, that's the only time they'll ever get to taste art, taste yeah. doing art, taste doing different subjects. Hmm. You know, then you get to realize, hey, I like doing this. Yeah. Then you know, let them in their career make that decision, hmm. or in their life make that decision. Yeah. Let's not cut it straight out and then be like, well, if you want to pay for that, if you want to experience that, you got to pay extra for that privilege. Yeah. So trying to give a. So I get what you mean. So basically, like what, like getting rid of any potential barriers yeah. that might be there. Mm. based on their social background yeah. or whatever yeah but i was going to give an example yeah which again kind of relates to the things that we talk about on our podcast yeah, yeah. but if for example the the thing that people are trying to get people involved in was beekeeping mm. but like if there's beekeepers who's more likely to be a beekeeper well someone who's got a lot of time who can afford the equipment yeah so the most likely can be um someone who's got money disposable income yeah so that's another thing as well like we we could get to realize it's get to a point now where like I was chatting to someone and the person was like, if I can't afford to then I, I then I go to the gym so even the gyms because it's hmm. luxury now isn't it and, yeah. and it's such a crazy thing that like obviously people say you can, you can go running around in the park fair enough but I don't think the park's safe hmm. and especially now the weather's going to turn yeah so I wouldn't recommend that yeah anyway that's it um, what have I been so, how did we get down this rabbit hole <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I am. Where we so, so we do on what what we're talking, what we what, what we've been, what what we've been doing, to, what we've been doing. So yeah, so I cancel everything. Yeah. Um. So that was the thing I done on Monday. Then after Monday, I cancelled it because I was feeling terrible. I didn't go to gym, but finally in the end of the week, I picked it up, went yeah. to the gym, cancelled my rehearsals. Was gonna uh, meet up uh, on Thursday, cancelled that. Um. You was gonna go to London as well. You cancelled. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna go to London as well. I cancelled that, and I just tried to basically as soon as I realised <clears> that, you know what. You know, I am well. not feeling well. I just cancelled it from the start because mm. I didn't want to. Like, I hate people. I can't. Obviously, things come up, but sometimes I hate people and they cancel on the day. Like, yeah. if you tell people in advance, and they can they can sort something out. They yeah. can go out. They can live their life, and it exactly. But, I think what we'd be doing is basically doing stuff at home. But I think I went out a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. So I went to Akbar's, yeah, which yeah. is an Indian restaurant on Hagley Road in Birmingham. Yeah. But have you been? I've been, but I've always just when I went, I've gone with a massive group. Yeah. Actually, no. I think, I think last time uh, four of us went, and the guy was coming around, and like it's when the guy was singing. 
Okay, okay. When they had the singing guy. Yeah. And um, I think one of your mates were like, yeah, sing, it's his birthday. And I was very much into my improv thing. And I was like, yes, yes, it is my birthday. Even though it wasn't. <laughs> and the guy started singing and all that. But you know, like I went there, I went there a while ago, but yeah. I went th- I went this time as well. And um, I'm starting to like the place. I'm starting to think it's okay. So yeah, I went I there and we had like a, it was basically a professional business meeting. Yeah. And we sat down and the guy threw petals on the table. Nice. <laughs> So I was like, I should have told him that this is a business meeting. Cause this yeah. looks really weird. Yeah. So, so anyway, so we, we sat down and um, we decided that we were going to just order our food because we're still waiting for some people to turn yeah. up. And uh, so me, me and my colleague, we decided that we were going to get like a Bashwari naan. Yeah, we can. And have... if you don't know what Bashwari naan, this, this is like probably one of the best Bashwari naans that I've had. Okay. So it was basically, it's like, how can you describe it? It's like a naan bread. Naan yeah. bread. Naan. Yeah. Non People bread. say that I don't call it naan because it's bread, blah, 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 whatever in it. Yeah. But anyway, so it's a naan bread, yeah. There's lots of these useless, like, Aaron. Yeah. So it's got um, a layer of yeah. sweet mix of, like, it must be peshwari in it. Yeah. yeah. It must be, like, pistachio. So it's, like, pistachio and coconut and other sweet stuff mixed Honey in it. Honey as well, probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, when you're having it with, like, a spicy curry, it's got that nice different texture yeah, and yeah, flavour. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was probably, like, the best peshwari naan that I had. And when my colleague ordered the food, she really specified the spiciness of the food. Good. So the spiciness of the food was actually really good as well. So what did she say? Like, like she literally said that, how are we going to make it? And then she said, look, can you tone it down on this and like because you know they do this thing called Appana style oh I hate that man which is like basically Asian style oh, no, spices it, but basically they see if you're brown and they would be like you want it Appana style yeah and they'll just throw in like bloody a tub yeah tub of chilies or something like that raw chilies I would say live chilies like raw yeah. chilies and you're like you don't want that like you literally yeah so she said look are you going to make it Appana style and he was like yeah and she said look can we have it medium then yeah. and the spiciness was fine that's good. So it man. was good, yeah. I had um I tell you I went I went to order the korma and the the guy who was taking the my order was like when I went last time, the guy was looking at me and said, You sure you want that? He said that's like that, like he was probably looking like at me thinking cream. Well he's not even that, he's probably looking at me thinking, now oh, white customers don't even order the korma <laughs> man, they go for like the Vindaloo or whatever. Yeah. It was nice though, korma was badass. So that I went there, so obviously I haven't been sticking to my diet yeah. and I also on Saturday went to a work birthday party so it's my manager's birthday party cool man and we went there and it was all the way in Melbourne yeah so that's about a good hour drive but the um food they'd like handmade oh they made the homemade, homemade like a lot of the um, um yeah a lot of the dishes and so like they made like um uh, the coleslaw pasta like different types of salads Oh, that sounds amazing, man. Uh, honestly, man, it was like the best food. All the prep that goes in it. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I think that's like, like probably like the best kind of like salad and pasta and thing that I've had in a while. But mm. I think it's because um, uh, the my boss's wife, she's French. So you could really taste like the different the, the, flavours. The food and it, yeah, the flavours. Like you could food. taste the freshness not, of the I food. I think I've ever been to a French restaurant. I think I have. What? It's coat, you know, in... Um, uh, uh, mailbox Mailbox yeah Cult C-O-T-E C-O-T-E yeah. I think I want to check, check out some French cuisine man I don't yeah, think I ever should have... go you know it's pretty good we'll go and have okay. a look what's um uh, Biesto Piesto Bistro Pierre Piesto Pierre 
That's probably French as well. It could be, isn't it? It could be. Pierre it yeah. sounds like something French, isn't it? So then we have had French. Cuisine. But then, okay. Then it kind of felt like it was, it was just like French cuisine toned down for um, British people, white people? British uh, people? I don't think so. It is French cooking. Oh, is it? No way. Yeah. Oh, way. I really like that place. Yeah. I think so I want to try some French more. Food. I want to try some more French yeah. cuisine then because I really like that place. But anyway, so those those two things were really good. Yeah. But I think what we've been doing mainly is we've just been at home. So this is our Netflix and cinema episode, isn't it? And also, um, what also I have been doing as well is uh, sorting out my clothes. Okay. Just basically just like decluttering. Hmm. That was the word I was going for. Which basically, yeah, it's pretty good, man. Like I literally just went through all the stuff. So the reason you've been decluttering and stuff is because you've been going gym. Yeah. And been running, man. Yeah. Finished my um finished the app. So I'm doing a five k to five k app. Finished that. Graduated from running school, and I'm gonna do a postgraduate. <laughs> but I've got yeah. Lack of, lack of funding. So basically, you you've been going gym. You yeah. lost weight, and now you've like sorted your wardrobe out. Yeah. yeah. And you've got the clothes that I've sorted out queer right now, yeah. and I sorted out yeah. queer right style as well. So obviously, I put put aside the stuff that doesn't fit me. Yeah, and then on the stuff that does fit me, sorted out from like my extremely smart stuff to my extremely casual stuff. Yeah, and it's like on the extremely casual stuff, it's got a hoodie. And what I noticed was that you have a lot of blue. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and I said to you that is that your favorite color, and you was like, no, no, it's just it's my safe color, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think we all got a safe color that you feel that. Like it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like you've got yeah these colors in your wardrobe, but you don't actually like wearing them because I don't always see you in blue anyway. Yeah, I'm always in reds and it. Or yeah. Something like that. Oh, okay. So anyway, that was what? that's good that you did that. I think the other thing that only the only thing that I've been doing really is been watching Netflix and yeah. going to cinema. What what you been watching then? I think you should start with what you've been watching. So you was watching that show, wasn't you? Magic for Humans. Yeah, Magic for Humans is um is. It's a pretty cool show. So it's made a show presented by was it Jack or was it Justin, Justin Wilman? Justin Wilman, yeah. And I think I I really enjoy watching magic shows, and I think it's it's obviously that thing of like okay, how did they do it? And obviously the camera's still rolling, and I think it's part of the thing where you know you you're watching it. You know, it's obviously it's a trick. They know it's a trick, but it's the thing when looking at the people's reactions. And I think what made this show even better was. When the guy's just doing normal things, or he's like he's, you know, he's selling bacon to someone, and he's doing magic tricks. So he's he's doing things where people don't expect magic tricks to come from. Yeah. So when street magic, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like you know, he'd be he'd open a stall as a vendor, and he's there doing magic there. Because I think obviously David Blaine was probably, from my experience, the first initiator of street magic. Yeah. I remember watching his stuff like 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 documentaries on like late at night, early mornings at Channel Four. We were watching some of the stuff, and it was just crazy. Mm. And like he was doing that stuff, and then you, then after David Blaine, all the bloody street magic magician secrets revealed started popping out of nowhere, mm. and they kind of demystified it all. Yeah. Then I think they had to go back. The street magicians had to go back and realize mm. they have to make more interesting tricks. But doesn't David Blaine isn't he the one that's done stuff with like celebrities around and all the rest of it? Yeah. yeah. So. But I mean, his stuff even now, I think some some of the stuff that he does is amazing. Absolutely, man. That's what I mean. I mean, like him, Dynamo. Um, yeah, Dynamo's this, good as well. Yeah. Dynamo's good. I think it's wicked. And even obviously Penn and Teller as well. Hmm. So the whole idea with the, the magicians is that even though the stuff does get revealed, it's fine because they it makes their work more interesting. And they have to, they, you know, they realise themselves, they have to go back 
and just work on it. Yeah. And they they just keep coming out with new stuff. And I've always been fascinated with magic. And I think yeah. it's, it's that thing where we obviously want to the 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 believer in us wants to believe that something yeah. amazing has occurred. But obviously, then the skeptic with us wants to know how it was how done. How it was done, yeah. Um, but this this program, I definitely recommend Magic for Humans. I think the first episode just makes me laugh. Yeah. It's got those little kids in it and it's just... I think when you're seeing kids react to magic, it's just, hmm. it's just too funny. Yeah. And the magician, he's, um, Justin Wilman, is quite funny as yeah, well. Yeah, really it? funny. Yeah, it makes you yeah. laugh, man. Really, really makes and, you laugh. Uh, and right. there's quite a bit of comedy in the way that it's been presented as Absolutely, well. Yeah. Yeah, so Absolutely, yeah. So it's quite hilarious. So have you watched all of them? Six episodes. Yeah, I think I did because I I didn't realize I was watching all of them. I was just watching them because it's that mm. addictive. And what then, would you give it? Out of five, I think yeah, definitely five. How man. many? How many magic cats? Yeah. Um, I'd go with yeah, I'd go with four, five, five yeah, four. Five, yeah. I'm confused. I'm gonna go with four magic cats and a rabbit. That's okay. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> four magic, yeah, no, yeah, four magic cats and a rabbit. Okay, and a David Blaine. I think I need to watch it. I haven't watched it properly. I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna watch that again. Um, the other thing that I've been watching is that um, uh, I watched the first episode of BoJack Horseman, the new series that's come out. Season five. Season five. So I watched that and I caught up on the um uh, recap episode, and then I watched the first episode and I was watching it and I just it just reminded me of how hilarious. Bojack Horseman it's Bojack Horseman is funny though because yeah. it, obviously it's funny as in it's hilarious but at the same time it's got so much like darkness and, and darkness in a good way as well. it's got it deals with so many like human emotions considering yeah. it's an animated and I don't know why I'm saying that because obviously it's animation it's not the genre it's the it's the form art, it's the art form yeah but, but basically like um, if you do watch it so Bojack Horseman's like an American adult animated comedy yeah. drama yeah definitely yeah. definitely drama and uh, it stars um, uh, Will Arnett, who does his the voice, voice for Batman. L- Lego Batman, yeah. yeah. And, and Slade. Uh, it's on Netflix, but the whole... He also he also has that guy in the Aaron Paul as well, doesn't he? Yeah, from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. from Breaking Bad. So he's he's good as well. It's got quite a lot of good um, uh, voice actors in there. Yeah. And the premise of the show is just, like, so funny. Mm. And... Like you know, like just catching back up with it, like it was making me laugh, and I was sitting there, he just laughing at like the subtle jokes that are like on screen and off screen as well, yeah. animated animated jokes. So it was it was pretty good. I think um I definitely want to watch that as well. I also was watching more episodes of Disenchantment, and I think mm. when that first came out, I wasn't really taken to it. I wasn't really feeling it. But that kind of reminded me of when like I was watching earlier episodes of The Simpsons. Mm. Like I was never. I think growing up as a kid, when watching the very first episodes of something. The Simpsons, for example, you weren't really taken with it. I wasn't really taken with it, but even with this disenchantment thing, watching the later episodes, you feel like they kind of get into the into the mm. flow of things. And I think it's kind of weird. Like the first episode of Futurama was wicked. Yeah, that's because it was like literally in the future. It was interesting. But they, do you think it's because we were at that kind of age as well, where this kind of stuff was new and it hadn't been out before, and it was like the new thing since Simpsons? That's true as well. And I think also what how Futurama was, it was the we're at the point of like might fact check this so Futurama was at the point of like 2000 hmm. like so it was kind of like we're going from 1999 into the 2000 yeah. like millennium the whole thing with millennium bug and all that like yeah. it was all near that time we kind of hmm. felt like so yeah millennium bug man that was like 18 years ago that did that even do anything were planes falling out of the sky no obviously not 
Everything was, was fine. It was just crazy. It felt like yeah, sensationalized. It, it felt like the tech media. giants yeah. kind of thought, you know what? We need to shift some computers. Yeah. We need to make sure that we see a profit by the year 2000. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Millennium Bug, Y2K. Mm. So, Bojack Horseman's pretty cool. What else have I been watching? We've been watching. Um, so, I think, like, just finishing off the stuff. So, I think I need to watch Disenchantment. Have you watched it all? No, no, no. I'm still. Watch so it as one, yeah. Bojack Horseman, I think I probably should go back to the first episodes because even though I've watched it and it's um, a series yeah. of um, episodes, I don't think I've watched it properly. I think I, I think I did rewatch it. I think yeah. it's uh, there's so many things on Netflix I need to watch now. Yeah. Like there's um, Better Call Saul as well. Yeah. Like, I have not been watching that. So I think I need to definitely go back and watch Bojack Horseman properly. Yeah. But I think it's just wicked. I think when I watched it the first time, I didn't really like it. But okay. again, like rewatching it. I what, think why do you think that was? It just like it was just trying to. I just I don't think I could get into the genre of it. Yeah. Like you know the fact that it had um uh, animals and the an- anthropomorphic animals and yeah. the whole thing. It was it is weird, but then you just you just kind of get used to it. You just yeah. Know something. Well, okay, so the final the other thing that we've been watching together was we're watching Car Masters: Rust to Riches. Yeah, which is wicked. Isn't it? Yeah, which so basically it looks like that um uh, Netflix has bought some more automobile and car shows recently yeah. so there's quite a few on Netflix but this seemed like one of the ones that were interesting and it's basically based on a garage from America called uh, Gotham, Gotham Garage Gotham Garage yeah and uh, so it stars the people who work in the workshop so it's Mark, Sean Constance Tony and Caveman yeah and so they're the mechanics and fabricators in the yeah show but we were saying earlier that, like, obviously the format for the show is not new. Like taking a car and rebuilding it, flipping it, making it into yeah. a profitable business. So but, it's like a terminal using there, flipping it. Yeah. So it's about like, like, so you get an old car, customize it. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, basically, the way that it's been presented, like the previous show that we watched um, to do with cars were things like Pimp My Ride. Yeah. And like Pimp My Ride was very much. Like it's it a bit cliche, wasn't it? It was very cliche, but it's very like you were saying, like a very nineties show, on it. Yeah, very nineties show. It, like... So like, there's like just the way that the mechanics were presented. It was yeah. very like there was like fabricated drama. Yeah, there was like beef that there shouldn't even be yeah. any issues. It and looked like some of the things were like just made up, just entertainment, but MTV. Entertainment, yeah, and the whole thing where like the, you heard about the controversy of Pimp My Ride though afterwards, like. They were saying that once the camera stopped rolling, they would take out all the, you know, the five PlayStations. You know, yeah. Mike, the electrician, is like, we're going to put in six PlayStations. Yeah. And apparently, once the camera stopped rolling, the companies would just gut the car out. The other things as well, apparently they were saying that the when they would have a car, they would never fix the actual uh, mechanics of the car. They would just mm. do the interior. And yeah. like on the TV show, apparently, they made it look like it was done in a matter of weeks or it done in a week. Mm. But in in real life, it would take up to six months. Mm. So imagine that person being without a car. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? That's messed up. It's... But I think this show is basically, it's been modernised now. Yeah. And like everything about the show is very up-to-date and modern. Yeah. And like they're showing the teamwork that's good. Yeah. So like, you know, like even the owner who's Mark. Yeah. Like he comes across as a good leader yeah. and a good boss. Yeah. And like even the profit that they're making from the company, from the sales of the cars, they're doing as a profit share. Yeah. 
But I think my favourite characters have to be like Sean, who's yeah. the guy who negotiates the deals. Oh, he's good, and he kind of reminds me of like we're saying, like he reminds me of like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, There's something about him, and it's like because obviously he works in sales. And... Yeah, but a little so the way that the guy sells, man, is really good, isn't it? I'm picking up tips, man. Yeah. Like, like the way he's selling and like so he's like confident in the product when yeah. he's selling it. So that that was like quite good watching. Like, I love him. the fact that he's got the or not say the audacity because it comes out I think because he's got the confidence in the product. Yeah, he believes that that thing is worth that. He's seen the people put the yeah. energy and effort into mm. it. So it comes to that thing where you got to price your time and your value and your effort, and you got to not be afraid of that. Mm. And he's not afraid of that. That's what I love about it. And the other main person which is stick stands out a lot is uh, the female mechanic. Yeah, Constance Nunes. Yeah. So basically, I was trying to read up a bit about a little bit about it, but we were saying earlier that this Gotham garage and the whole show doesn't even have much of a social media presence, do they? Like yeah. they're like so new. But I was trying to read up a little bit about um, Constance Nunes, and basically, she's an American model and reality TV personality. Okay. Of Portuguese descent. Yeah. And when I was finding stuff for, um, about her, like obviously, like when I was watching the show, I didn't realize that she was actually a model. Okay. Because I just assumed that she was a mechanic. Who also looks... Who also... She's good looking. Yeah. Okay. But apparently a lot of people are saying that she's just been brought into the show just for... um, uh, Glamorise it. Just to glamorise it. Okay. But it doesn't come across like that in the show to me. Because they put her down as she's the engine specialist. So she... Clearly she knows what she's talking about in the show. Yeah. Because I think I would believe that she would know the stuff. Mm. Like why would she not know it? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know where people are getting this from, but there's not there's not much social media talk yeah, yeah, yeah. around these people. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, if you are a mechanic, whether you was male or female, mm. and you went gym and you was good looking, and people said to you, you should be a model, chances are they're gonna do something different as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, they're gonna be involved in a number of things, not just the one thing. I mean, like you look at different like people from different healthcare professionals, man. I know like people that work as dentists who are attractive you know people that work as pharmacists too attractive and also probably do modeling on the side as well yeah um nurses you know some some of these women that enter beauty pageants they they do other things they do other things yeah, and it's that thing it's that such a cliche thing isn't it where you can only be one thing or the mm. other you know most people are many things you know what i mean it comes down to things if you like you know you're looking after yourself you're being the healthiest version of yourself you know and feeling good about yourself yeah you know that's generally like the vibe you portray mm. as well that's so i think just attractive. like yeah but i mean just like watching the show overall like i think i liked all the people who star in the show i like the way that the show's been formatted yeah edited and like the the projects that the cars that they make are really good as well yeah, aren't yeah, they? yeah. i see like, like you know like sometimes we see them i think that's that's gonna look rubbish but yeah. when they make it it does come across this really i love about and like the uh, like, like west coast customs for pimp my ride they they got their own uh, gotham garages they got their own uh fingerprint mm. their own thumbprint they got their own style and that's what makes it good mm. and um to counteract obviously you know this car show um what's it called again the cars rags um, rust to riches yeah is awesome because it's showing the teamwork and all that and now when west coast customs started doing their own tv show they basically cut all the drama and they started showing how they work as a team as well yeah like and if I, like a family unit isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah um for west coast customs as well and both of these shows are good because you know the people are just getting the job done mm. and that's what's wicked about it the fact that it's that's, that's the wonder that the people are just getting on working together yeah um showing their ideas and sometimes that's that's more interesting i just hate the fact that they have to bring in bs 
Yeah, like just for to make it as a good show. Yeah. But anyway, this show, I would probably, I would probably give this show about um, uh, four yeah. car engines. Four car engines. Yeah, yeah definitely, man. I think Definitely. it was good. I think there's like some bits that you they could improve on, but uh, we'll save. We're missing out. We're day. missing out. We're gonna cut short on Crazy Rich Asians. We no, we'll talk. chat about Crazy Rich Asians now if you want. Yeah, cool. So the other thing that we went to do is we went to watch Crazy Rich Asians today. Yeah. So that was a American romantic comedy drama. Yeah. Directed by John Chu. Yeah. And it's based on a book by the same name, Crazy Rich Asians, I believe. Yeah. Yep, so it was basically... Who's the book by then? It must get the author's name coming at the author's um, name. Uh, Kevin Kwan. Kevin Kwan. Also. So basically, the um, uh, film starts a majority Asian cast. Yeah. And it's set in um, uh, Singapore. Awesome. Yeah. Um, first thoughts. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love the film. I loved it as well. I thought that the whole film, like, just, like, start to finish, yeah. everything about it, like, the cinematography, the the story, the actors... Yeah. Um, the characters, I, I I loved them all. I thought they were really so. Good. Um, I think uh, this is gonna be a spoiler-free review. So the story was basically about a a girl who's a British. No, sorry, who's of American or oh, Chinese American descent. American yeah. Chinese descent um, goes to meet her boyfriend's family. Yeah. In Singapore, and she's just thrown into a completely different world. Yeah. Now it sounds like the same story they've heard before. But obviously, the twist here is that it's actually a genuine, funny um, comedy hmm. with loads of heart, with loads of emotion. Yeah. And it also happens to star um, a cast of very talented um, actors. actors that are mostly uh, that are mostly. I keep saying British Asian. That are mostly um, of Asian descent. Of Asian descent. Yeah. And I think that's that's that that's that's the wonderful thing about it that once again we are seeing amazing representation of people. You know, when Hollywood kept 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 saying there's no Asian superstars, there's no Asian actors. Hmm. There's the entire film, yeah. And these people are amazing, and they are good characters. They're good actors. They were funny as well. Like they're some fun, of them, yeah. like, the like comedy Aqu- was really good. Like um, for me, highlights. I don't want to spoil it, but you know, Aquafina. Like last time I saw Aquafina in something was Ocean's Eight. And there she felt like she was playing a you know the some some sort of diversity hire just to make sure yeah. it doesn't look um too white for the cast, but mm. this was you know genuinely funny. Yeah. I think everything everyone in here you know it showed different sides of it, mm. it showed different sides of tradition, different yeah. sides of like you know a younger generation mm. trying to get to grips with things. I, I think, think it was just amazing yeah. I think for me um, um the main stars were the women I thought. Yeah, they really I think stand like, out. Yeah, it? like Constance Wu, who was playing Rachel, Rachel Chu. Yeah, she was who good. Who was um, uh, the love? Yeah, the Nick's um, uh, love interest. Well, she was the lead interest. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thought she was good. Michelle Yao, who oh, she was good as I. Yeah, Crouch who was Tiger Nick's fame. mom. She was really good. Yeah, and I thought Gemma Chan. Oh, she was she was amazing as well. She yeah. was really really good as well. And I think like you mentioned, Aquafina, she was funny as well. I think yeah. like a majority of the women in this. Mm. Um, um, the film they were they were represented really well. They were really funny, and you could see they were that strong they were, like, as well. Strong and they were and they weren't they like um, you know like, most. Were, I think some some of them were stereotypes. Yeah, because they were stereotypes because it was based on the story. Yeah, and not because they weren't stereotypes based on the perception of the audience. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that does yeah. make sense. Yeah, so they were basically obviously you have your stereotypical characters, but yeah. you don't have your stereotypical version of this is what a 
um, Chinese person yeah, or, or an Asian person would look, do or do, act like, yeah. yeah. And there's some, the, the comedy was just next level. I think it was the first time for a while when I sat down. I don't think, the first time in a while when I sat down in the cinema and everyone's laughing together. Hmm. Like, you know, everyone's there like, uh, there's one bit where someone says something and we just, I just let you just laughed and just hmm. like clapped because I thought, wicked, that is too funny. Yeah, um, I can't remember what bit that was, man. But I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, but I think there was like some. There was like obviously you had your main storyline, and then there was like other storylines, like your your B storylines. Yeah, I think they were interesting as well. Yeah, and oh, like you could, them, yeah, like you could really see like um, uh, I think a lot of it like you could re- I could relate to as well. Oh, well, like, yeah, definitely because like from our, from our background as yeah. well. Um, so there's like some similar some similarities there. Yeah. And um, uh, the other thing I, did, I liked as well, obviously it's called Crazy Rich Asian. Then like they're gonna show you their wealth. But a lot of their wealth, they weren't showing them like these are the cars and the bolts and this yeah, is what yeah, we've yeah. got. It was literally the little things yeah. that they can just get bespoke made anything, yeah. basically, which I loved. I think I, I liked the wedding. There was a wedding scene in there. Yeah. I think I loved that. The, was amazing. Yeah, that was the like, wedding scene was amazing. You like, look like, at that. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you think that, oh, can this really happen? And then you think some people on social media be sharing some crazy, crazy, crazy things, things on their yeah. wedding and... It can happen, but obviously exactly, for the right price. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right in terms of what you're saying, though. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we got a pet tiger in the in the attic because we're yeah. crazy rich. Yeah, yeah. It was the little things where, like, you know, we've hired out this, you know, for example, this entire island, or we're doing this little thing, hmm. or you know, this is what we're doing. To be honest yeah. with you, I think I was watching this and I was thinking, yeah, man, I, I want to fly first class. <laughs> Why yeah. am I not flying first class yeah. these days? You know, and even like um. um like just like you know like just looking at what was going on like they had like like they had helicopters and they had yeah. cars and stuff but they weren't like the main focus of what was going on yeah like they, in the film they really focused on how down to earth the characters were or some of them though they were yeah rich some of them yeah but yeah, not yeah. all of them i think yeah. it was funny how um you know it when they were obviously focusing on you know the the other characters who weren't obviously down to earth it was showed how they were getting caught up in it. Yeah. But the the other characters were just full on. Like I think this this film is amazing and like And yeah, and I think the other thing that I liked as well, they were set in Singapore. And yeah. Singapore just seemed amazing, didn't it? Yeah, it was literally like um it could have I think it, it could have been sponsored by Singapore Singapore Travel yeah. uh, Tourism Board. Like they showed an amazing side of it. Yeah. And like, I felt like I definitely got a like it's on the list, man. Like, yeah. I think I would definitely list. want to visit there. But I mean like just looking at the landscape and everything it looked amazing, didn't it? Like yeah. the whole city. And uh, I think that's I, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's pretty much does our review. But I think what I would say is, I would definitely go to the cinema and watch it. Yeah, because just like the the visuals, yeah, the absolutely. colors, the the landscape, oh the music as well. The music because yeah. you had your your favorite your favorite um your favorite pop hits. Yeah. In um, that like I don't want to say Mandarin or Cantonese versions of it, or like yeah. I don't want to say Chinese version because obviously I don't know if that's the right thing. But they had. Hmm. To, different versions of it and yeah. it was something familiar but it was something different and that's yeah. what made it amazing this can sound really weird yeah but i was yeah. looking at that wedding that they were showing and i was thinking there were some things in that wedding that i liked when i thought that's like quite that's, yeah absolutely so i mean like, i was watching like... it i was watching it i was watching the whole thing thinking yeah why am i doing that the food looked good as well man yeah i think everything i think like it's reminding me of because obviously we are planning to do some traveling yeah which we will talk about in later episodes but Definitely, well, that's one of the areas I would love to travel to. Absolutely. Okay, so I would definitely give that five out of five. Five out of five, but five yeah. what? Uh, five. I don't know. Coins. Five. 
because it's rich. Okay, I was going to go with five uh, Cambodian gongs. Okay, I would give it five Cambodian gongs as well. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Definitely. Yeah, definitely I think it was a definite feel-good factor for the film. Yeah. Went to watch it, enjoyed it. It was a good yeah. time in the cinema. And yeah. I walked away from it just feeling yeah, felt quite good, happy man. with it. So yeah. it's quite good. Okay, so five stars. For next week, what we got planned? Next week, man. Okay, so next week we are doing uh, one of our first trips. So where are we going, Jazz? So we're going to Amsterdam. We're going to the Netherlands. The Netherlands. For some reason, I was going to say we're going to the Nether Realm. Yeah. <laughs> which was getting some Mortal Kombat vibes. Yeah. Toasty. So getting some Mortal Kombat vibes. So that's going to be awesome. So, so we're going to Amsterdam. We're yeah. going with a couple of friends who have invited a couple of friends who have invited a couple of friends. So, so there's six of us in total yeah. as a mixed group. This and be we're crazy, going to it? meet four other people who have yeah. come from Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yeah. Who are also in a mixed group. Yeah. So we're going to meet them there. So that's going to be quite interesting. There should that's be about awesome. six but, to ten of us, maybe. Yeah, but I was just like, because I was thinking today, I was thinking, wait a minute, we're going to be in like a, a six person bunk yeah. situation in a mixed group. Yeah. Like it's it's tough when it's like everyone's the same sex and you're trying to get changed. Yeah. In the presence of other people, man. But this will be fun. I'm going to feel, I'm gonna feel like I'm at the we'll gym. See, we'll see what happens. I'm going to feel like I'm at the gym, man. When I'm. <laughs> But apart from that, we haven't really got anything planned, have you? Now that's it, man. Like literally, either I'm, I'm I'm trying to get well because I'm obviously this, the weather is. I've just seen the weather and it just feels like the same as like Europe when you're mm. like, you know. So, so anyway, emails and tweets. Uh, nothing. Same. So I think that kind of brings us to the end of our cool. podcast. So you can follow us on social media. At we don't do stuff where hopefully we'll tweet some pictures of us in Amsterdam. Definitely. And you can also email us suggestions at we don't do stuff at gmail.com you can also send us feedback so tuna mccann everybody thanks for listening and i'm independent thanks for listening bye bye